Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money. I am Kyle Cardi, and joining me, as always, is the Black Hood to my dark Betty. Noah Carden. Hey, Noah. Yeah. You want to know the fastest way to just, like, destroy any goodwill with me that you've <laughs> gotten for your show? Hmm. A rape storyline. Yeah. That's that's pretty much an instant way for me to immediately be like, I think I'm actually done watching this television program. Um, so you can imagine uh, all of the bedraggled, messy, and just like immediately worn out thoughts that were going through my head this week. Hey, Noah. Yeah. You want to know, I guess, a way to salvage some of that good faith? Sure. Having a ha- having a girl gang stomp the shit out of an attempted rapist. Oh my god! Like, was, you, like you, you, you don't get all the good faith back, but you get some. The fact that that Melody like grabs him by the arms and holds him behind his back <laughs> while the rest of them just beat the shit out of him just was like amazing. S- tummy sucker punches is amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, boy, oh boy, this could have been a real messy episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, boy, oh boy, it, it I could have been probably, a whole lot worse. I probably would have been like, hey, Noah, actually, on second thought, I think I'm good. <laughs> um, but, okay, so, Noah, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about this episode? Okay, uh, so this is chapter 18, uh, When a Stranger Calls. Um, and... Let's see. The major plot lines are basically Veronica and Nick St. Clair, who is a new character. Um, Betty and the Black Hood. And then um, Jughead getting initiated into the Serpents. Yeah. Archie's in the background, which is fine. Yeah. Um, Let's let's go ahead and jump in on Jughead first, just because I think he's got the simplest and most straightforward plot. Yeah. Definitely the least to unpack with Juggy. So basically, Jughead uh, decides he wants to be initiated into the Serpents so that he can kind of control the Serpents from within so they don't do anything stupid. Because we see uh, in an opening scene, Sweet Pea and some of the other high school uh, Serpents... Are building a pipe bomb. Uh-huh. Let's call it what it is. They're about to commit an act of domestic terrorism. <laughs> yes, yes they are. So, um, Jughead's basically like, hey, uh, I need to get initiated so I can kind of, like, wrangle these idiots from the inside like my dad did, so. So, I, I know that, that the Southside Serpents exist in this, like, cartoon version of what a gang is actually like. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that, like, a brand new gang initiate can't actually wrangle shit. Yeah, I think, I think... I think that's fair to yeah, say. No, that's that's totally fair to say. And I think it's just mainly they're they're doing this to kind of like he's the son of FP, so therefore he is like the chosen one kind of thing. Yeah, he's yeah. the Luke Skywalker of yeah. our apple dumpling gang. The the jughead snake catcher of Good. Good. Yeah. Jughead is the snake charmer. Nailed it. Yep. Got it in one. Good job, Kyle. Noah, you suck. Anyway, no, I'm sorry, that was mean. <laughs> 
Um, um, so yeah, Jughead's whole storyline is basically just like goofy little fun pranks that he has to deal with. Like un- until the last two pranks. Yeah. So he's got to um, memorize some stuff. He's got to take care of Hot Dog. Uh, the third Hot Dog. Which is the third Hot Dog, who is the, the, the serpent's dog. Um, yeah. Then he has to get a knife out of a rattlesnake tank that has apparently been de-venomed, but yeah. He didn't know that. Yeah, he didn't know that. Also, I mean, we learned... to assume. Um, we did learn from last episode that Dilton Doyle did in fact stab himself. I fucking told you! <laughs> I, I fucking told you that he did it to himself! God damn it, Dilton. <laughs> what a fucking idiot, that yeah. loving looking ass. So, um, and then, yeah, Tony warns Jughead about um, the final trial, which is basically the, the beat-in. Yeah, they, they do eventually do a real gang thing and jump him in. Yeah, yeah. So they beat the and, crap um, out of him. The beat in does come after an unfortunate uh, relationship shift in the uh, the Jugiverse. Yes. Which you know the important thing we'll get into the why later. Obviously, watch the goddamn episode. Hopefully, um, boy, could you? Uh, no, do, do you think there are people who don't watch Riverdale that listen to this uh, and just I, like their I, story beats come from us? I I know of a couple people that do. Holy shit! Um, I mean, Laura mainly. <laughs> Laura, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm so sorry you have to learn about the plot beats from us, but you're welcome, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, like, unfortunately, just as he's about to get jumped in, he does have a messenger deliver that Betty wants nothing to do with him anymore, which is mysterious. Um, And then he gets real sad, and then he gets beat up, and then he kisses uh, Janet Jasper. (laughs) God damn it. Is she a a Steven Universe character now? She's a crystal gem. I'm just going to keep trying to find alliterative gemstones to switch Tony Topaz's name. (laughs) Sonny Sapphire. Sonny Sapphire is so good, no. Roxanne um, Ruby. So yeah, so the whole uh, Tony Jughead relationship seems to be on the start, which which I gotta say, I know I expressed some hesitation about how they would handle this. I I kind of am okay with this because it has like actual dramatic irony and like external reasons, and uh-huh. like it actually feels terrible for you. Very few shows do shit like that. Normally it's just like, I'm horny for both people. Oh no. <laughs> so I'm yeah. down with it. I think it's I think it's a cool a cool little way to do it. Yeah. Um but yeah, overall Jughead's plotline is pretty straightforward and it's something I think we all kind of saw coming. Um so yeah. Uh next one will be Veronica. Let's do Veronica, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Betty has the be- well we alright Noah, we all know that the best meat on the turkey is the dark meat, and <laughs> Betty's plotline is all dark. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I think Betty, especially since her plotline mainly revolves around the Black Hood, it's going to be like the it's the overarching season plot as opposed yeah, I to. I have some fucking questions. <laughs> so Veronica's plotline is basically that now that she's working with her father and mother, 
They immediately set out to prostituting her. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, base, let's fucking call it what it is. So the St. Clairs are coming into town as a potential investor in the Sodale project, which is basically just gentrifying uh, I, I, the South Side. I completely missed until like the gala uh, that it was called uh, Sodale, and I was like, oh, I guess soda was a no go. <laughs> Um, fucking it's it's exactly it's exactly the perfect combination of gentrification and i did occasionally think about that goddamn south park episode with like soda sopa or whatever the fuck like mm. it nailed it yeah so uh the saint Clairs are coming into town uh and because nick saint Clair, the son of the saint Clair, saint Clairs, has his father's ear they're like, hey, Veronica, go take Nick out for a good time. And he make also sure- has his father's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was shitty. I'm sorry. Fire me from the podcast already. <laughs> go to Sex Archie or whatever. Cetera, no, they won't have me. I didn't want to bring up Sex Archie again. No, god damn it. <laughs> um, god, put your Sex Archie boner away. So, I, I can't. Um, so... They they basically uh, partner. They up. hang out. Yeah, they hang out for most of the episode, and 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 he's a dick. Like he's your typical rich dick for a while, and uh, then he, he, tries he to like get, uh, Veronica do a bump off of his do, hand. Do a bump with me, Veronica, and it's just like <laughs> we're man. fifteen. First off, uh, I I went to high school with lots of people who loved cocaine. Okay. So, um, second off, I mean, like you did just meet Archibald. Maybe don't do a bump right in front of him, yeah. like right now with his fucking yeah. girlfriend. Archie Archie is in a lot of these scenes, and he just sits there like staring at uh, Nick, giving him Nicholas. just like death looks. Nicholas looked like a fuckboy. Can we address this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He looked he looked like Joe Jonas and a fuckboy had a baby. I don't know if Joe Jonas is a fuckboy. I would I would trust, like, the internet to suss that one out for me because, like, goddamn Hollywood's on fire right now and it's a beautiful goddamn blaze. Yeah. Let us, um, uh, let us know. Shoot us an email. Maple and yeah. Is, hey, people who've hung out with Joe Jonas is a fuckboy. Um, but, yeah, he looks like a, a stereotypical fuckboy and Joe Jonas had a very curly-haired baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, Veronica takes them to school and meet all of her friends, and they invite uh, the Pussycats to come play at, like, the, the gala that they're, yeah. they're throwing. It is weird that she did just bring a stranger into their high school. The school right? has no rules, all right? There's, Archie made ch- a gang. <laughs> the school might as well be some like fucking shonen jump ass academy where like the elite 10 of the school can fucking make rules and fire the fucking principal and like superintendent for all the fucking good principal weatherby does oh god the when when jason blossom died it created a power vacuum in the 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 big four in the elite four there is there is a serial killer on the loose and there, like, children have been shot, and there are no fucking police officers at this high school that are like, hey, strange adult-looking man, no, you may not enter this fucking high school, have, dog. Have, have I addressed how weird it is that there's not, like, a Riverdale police? They have a sheriff's office, but there's no actual police. 
sheriff typically cover counties and yes. i think that like in smaller towns a sheriff station might be all you get but it does kind of sound like there are towns upon towns upon upon towns next to Riverdale. So like yeah. maybe there should also be normal ass popo. Yeah, I feel like Riverdale should have a regular police force on top of the sheriff's department. Like maybe that's just an East Coast thing. Wait, no, because they're stationed sort of like Northeast Coast. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know, man. I grew up with with police officers, and then I eventually realized that there were sheriffs, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I don't. But like, that's just such a goddamn thing in teen media. Just like, look at Teen Wolf. Look at fucking anything. It's all uh, this is a sheriff's department. Sheriff speaking. I'm the sheriff because sheriff is like such a Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, short term for like rural cop, and then if it's like the chief of police, you're in a city. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Um. Okay. So where were we? Uh, Nick Saint Clair invites the Pussycats to play at like the gala that um Hiram is gonna be throwing. Uh, incorrect. Oh, wait, no, actually, you might be correct about that. I thought you meant about the party he was throwing in his hotel room that night. Well, he's going to throw, like, a party after the gala or something. I don't... No. No, he throws... He invites the Pussycats to, like... The Pussycats play at the gala, but he invites the Pussycats, oh, and which right. I mean to say, Veronica basically home gangs the Pussycats into performing at Nick St. Clair's fucking creepy hotel party. Yes, at the Five Seasons, which I guess... Monsoon uh, yeah. season is a thing in Riverdale. Uh, well, uh, f- f- the actually uh, no, a little known fact: the uh, super underutilized uh, fifth season that most Americans don't know about is Umami. Umami. <laughs> Umami. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, so there's a ter- there's another terrible joke. Hi, I've been watching a lot of fucking Shokugeki. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yeah, so yeah. there's a there's a party at the Five Seasons in Nick's room, which immediately just turns into like a jingle jangle party, which a drug a drug smooch fest. Yeah, I'm convinced that jingle jangle isn't actually a drug. It's just pixie sticks, and it's all like friggin' placebo effects. <laughs> Oh my fucking god, there's like some really tense scenes in this fucking hotel room about like who will and won't take drugs, and Cheryl's down to fucking clown, I mean like, I don't want to say obviously, but fucking obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josie, surprisingly, is down to party. Um, um, like Melody, like all the pussycats are pretty what much. A- I forget which pussycat it was, um, <laughs> but like Melody. she was like be- before before anybody even agreed, she was already nodding her head. <laughs> it was Melody. <laughs> it was Melody. I noticed that too. Um, like Valerie's just kind of sitting there staring at him, but Melody was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do this." She's like, "All right, I'm in." Well, so all of the character motivation that she has gotten so far basically boils down to <laughs> likes drugs. <laughs> yeah, poor Melody. She's done like nothing. I don't think she's ever said more than, like, three fucking sentences in this show. I think, she, I think she only had a line in, like, episode three. <laughs> yeah, like, the very introduction where she was like, chill out, Josie. Yeah. Um, J- Archie does agree to do some Jingle Jangle. And, and frankly, Jingle Jangle kind of looks like a fun drug. Yeah, it's like, it's like a party party drug. Yeah, it, seem, it seems more like Molly or something like that. Yeah. Um. And I, Betty is the only one who does not do drug. What, what, you got a funny joke? Let me hear it. No, it's just when they're doing, like, the different scenes of everybody, which apparently, like, Josie and Reggie just get to, like, making out. But 
Are you talking about Cheryl? <laughs> Cheryl and Kevin. Just touching their own skin repeatedly. Yeah, like, Kevin, if you go back and watch that scene, he's just, like, got, like, this weird, like, serious frown on his face as he, like, <laughs> moves his arms. It's I was looking at Cheryl's just, like, nonstop, like, grabbing at her face and arms. Go back and watch, look at Kevin in that scene. It's oh my God. freaking hilarious. Oh. I, I understand Betty because, like, for a bit there when I was a young man, a lot of my friends loved to party. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like, you know, I didn't want to just like oh, yeah. for, for various the same place. fear related. Yeah, we've talked about this for various fear related reasons. I love the concept of a chemical altering reality, like your perception of reality. I think that that's fucking hot as shit, but um, wasn't quite for me. Too scared. Um, yeah. But I identify with Betty sitting in the corner and just, like, having to, like, shepherd and, like, fucking den mom everybody. Just, like, who is high and might potentially have a very bad time. Then Betty does kind of take a turn, and I don't really know why, but she, like, gets really mean with Veronica for, like, unknown reasons. It's really weird, and then she just leaves. Weird. What's up with Betty? She's so, like, straight-laced and such a buzzkill lately. She's a buzzkill. She fucking broke up with Jughead. Like, Noah, I think I'm going to say it. I think Betty's being kind of a butthole. (laughs) Butthole's not that funny. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, that happens. So, Um, the next Veronica scene is, is like, right after after once everybody leaves. Well, hey, guys. Guess what? Kyle Carter here. Remember when I said the fastest way to lose Kyle's interest is for, like, creepy sex offense stuff to start happening? Well, here's the first creepy sex offense. Noah, what happens? Well, um, Nick St. Clair is like, hey, you know, Veronica, you're really sexy, and tries to force himself on her. Yeah, like, touches her, touches her knee and is rebuffed, and that is the point where you should go, oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. Like, yeah. it's cool. I get it. I've been I've been told no. I'm good. But then he's um, like, uh, nope. Oh God, how do you say it? It's basically like you know you have to do anything so that you know. Oh yeah, he he basically uh, throws what Hiram and Hermione tried more or less to put their daughter in this situation, which is to say, uh, if you don't fuck me, I'll make sure this deal goes under. Right. Yeah. Which is hey dog. I do remember saying at this very moment, I said, boy, I sure do hope the Black Hood kills this kid. <laughs> um, well, and, well, that's certainly this, not going to happen. I don't know what you're talking about. No, wish, wishes don't come true, everybody. Aw, nope. oh, beans. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so he continues, and he's like, he he gives her, like, a nice guy speech where he's like, I'm so fucking nice to you. You're such a fucking tease. You pull back at the last yeah. second. You owe me sex. And then he gets slapped. Slap. Slap. Um, that's justified. Um, and then Veronica bounces, which yeah. is uh, good because yes. I could not take another fucking second in that room. Uh, so God, then I feel so bad for V. I, th- I feel bad for basically all the women this week. This is a really bad, bad episode for women. Yeah, yeah. Um, later at the gala, like Hiram, you know, they're all rubbing shoulders. Um, Hermione and Fred have, like, a little chat about, you know, hey, you're supposed to be rubbing shoulders and stuff like that. And, um, 
Veronica, uh, Nick comes and apologizes to Veronica, says like he's been in rehab, things like that. And then Cheryl shows up and you get this evil look in Nick's eye. See, at this point, I just thought that it was a horny look. Yeah. But um, hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. Um, yeah. Fuck Nicholas. And he, he does do, like, the typical, like, oh, no, like, I've been going through some stuff, and I know it's not an excuse, but, like, I have been having a hard time. It's like, hey, guess what, fam? Um, as someone who has hard times all the time, ain't an excuse to potentially commit sex crimes yeah not not an excuse there is no such hard time where i will feel sympathy for you and not wish the black hood will kill you yeah so So, um so yeah he goes over and talks to my favorite girl cheryl blossom who i was hoping was gonna blaze blossom on him and set him on fire but i guess she's not gonna really get that chance there's, there's not as much blaze going on in this not a lot of blaze very disappointed in the blaze uh really 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 want cheryl to start setting shit on fire again very badly very badly um robert how about you hook me up dog um but yeah so then he roofies her drink yeah He, he gives her champagne that he like puts a roofie in in the middle of a very crowded gala yeah and like she doesn't see it which like yeah okay it's a fictional piece of media that's fine i get it i'll suspend my disbelief on that i'm sure it it has happened but nicholas st Clair does not strike me as someone who's really good at sleight of hand magic no no he does not <laughs> though he could very easily look like a magician he <laughs> no <laughs> that might be the worst insult we've hurled at him today yeah um <laughs> magicians you're on blast um, so yeah, so he, he so, carries yeah, he Cheryl off. Wow. The Pussycats and also their fourth member. The Pussycats basically are the Pussycats with special guest stars. Yeah. Like, they don't play by themselves anymore. Ever, really. I can think of maybe two instances yeah. in the first season. <laughs> yeah. they. Um, Veronica joins them for their show and, like, they see... Nick carrying Cheryl off, and they go after him, but the music still plays, so... Yeah, it's jumping over, like, other scenes, like Jughead getting jumped into the gang through, like, a gauntlet of ass-whoopings, and, um, I don't know why, but Betty just seems real sad in a corner. What's going on with Betty? Weird. But, um... Yeah, so they give chase over their own song, which, hey, I mean, like, if they can play music while pursuing a rapist, yes. that's that's in, that's talent. Someone <laughs> signed them. That's real impressive. Um, that's real cool. Yeah, so they, they managed to break into his, um, his hotel room as he starts to undress, and... <laughs> just, they, they find the keys in the hallway. Yeah, they, they grab, like, the maid keys, which... I don't know if you know this, getting keys in a hotel room, really easy. Especially if you know yeah. the room number and the name that the room is under. <laughs> oh, seriously? Oh, yeah. You can... Oh, shit. Yeah, it's super easy. Are you easy. telling me that next year at Gen Con, I can break into your room? Yeah, if you know the name and the room number that the room is under, like, you can Mark just you- ask for a key. Mark your calendars, people. Next year at Gen Con, I will be posting to the Twitter, me and Noah's room without him knowing. <laughs> 
Oh, that would be so terrifying. Yeah, that would be. I'm not, Please I'm don't not do that. Do it. I'm not gonna. Um, but yeah, so they do break into. Does Does Veronica own the five seasons? Uh, I don't know. I I kind of assume that the lodge lodge family has some sort of like stake in the building. They did get the ability to hire and fire the doorman Smithers, so I'm thinking maybe they do own it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they get the keys in a narratively convenient way, and then they break in, and they are still wearing high heels. I do need to really stress that they're wearing, like, three to four inch heels, maybe like two and a half to three and a half inch heels. Yeah. Um... They catch the rapist. I mean, like, I don't even want to call him a would-be rapist because he has definitely raped people in the past. Yes. I don't want to fucking give this scumbag the benefit of the doubt. They catch the rapist as Cheryl is on the bed, and then they just wail on him in these fucking (laughs) giant heels. They, like, they literally... Veronica punches him, not slaps, not, like, pushes him or anything. Straight up punches him in the face. He goes, like... closed. Fist. Yeah, he goes reeling back, and then, like, Melody grabs him from behind, and, like, <laughs> the entirety of the Pussycats just start beating the shit out of him. We learned another thing about <laughs> Melody today. In addition to liking music, liking drugs, she really likes violence. Because, um, like, that is a that is an expert-level maneuver. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I do have one thing to say... Actually, I think I think Josie went to Cheryl. I don't think that Veronica did, but I'm not Josie sure. Josie did, yeah. Um, so then the three of them, the three remainders, whoop his ass. I do want to point out, though, that I think someone working the writer's room in Riverdale or, like, maybe the costume director, someone made sure that those women did not slip out of those big-ass fucking high heels into, like, said... Excuse me. Sensible flats. Because yeah. I bet that this is someone's fetish. <laughs> no oh. fucking shame. I wish you found a better way to incorporate your fetish than a rape story lime. But, like, story lime. Um, but, yeah, like, a man getting stomped on by women in heels, that's a fetish. Yeah. I just, like... Someone on the show fucking really loves that. I half expected this episode to just, like, end Death Proof style. Isn't Death Proof next week? No. Actually, actually, I think it is. Um, Yo. But the movie, Death Proof, where literally the final scene is just them beating the shit out of Kurt Russell and and about to act kick his face in when it just pops up the end. Yeah, no one spit in his face, which upsets me. But I'm sure that, like, that was in the the Fetishier's original script. <laughs> and then, like, Robert was like, dude, we know what this is. Like, you want to be demeaned by women in heels and spat upon. And no, we'll give you the heels, but we're not going to give you the spitting. And then the writer was like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> I won't be able to finish. <laughs> God. Um... But yeah, then there's one more scene where like they're basically consoling Cheryl, and she's like, "I want him to burn." Yeah, she did say that, and I was like, "Yes, blaze blossom, yes." Also, uh, I don't want 
a rape storyline to be the kindling that brings back Blaze Blossom. Yeah. I want them to back down on that and give Cheryl some other dope... Actually, I guess Blaze Blossom did initially come about of a sex crime storyline. Whatever. I, I don't know. I expect better. And I want Blaze Blossom, but not like this. Yeah. Not, not like, like this. this. Just... Blaze has always been there. Please. Please. Robert, please. Yeah. Um, fucking... So, yeah, they console her. The other two pussycats... Were they there? I think I think everybody was there. Because I know um, Betty shows up and Archie's there, Betty too. shows up. Betty shows up, and she looks real distraught. And I thought she did just have a fight with Veronica, but, like, I guess maybe... They patch it up. Oh, wait, no, they didn't. Um, and that's basically the end of Veronica's storyline. Mm-hmm. We're running a little long. A but little bit. That's that's okay, because I, this was a dense episode, and I don't... Like, that's fine. Yeah. So Betty's, Betty's storyline. So Betty gets called from the Black Hood, and she's basically like, you know, would I, would I recognize the face under the mask and, and all this other stuff, and... Basically, he's forcing her to do things to keep, like, her sister safe and her family safe. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's a fucking stranded, isolated female victim scenario. Like, pretty fucking plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, he makes her do a lot of stuff to, like, cut people out of her life yeah. like the first one the first one is her mom or is the the first one veronica the first one is her mother she basically wants to um because because betty writes a very like incendiary piece that blames the south side for everything because she's a rich white woman what else is she gonna do yeah of course she's gonna blame people that aren't rich white people yeah. that's basically in her dna so so the the black hood's like hey i have this bit of information published this to to kind of ruin your mother um oh yeah it that's conf- something we didn't talk about at the gala so i guess we'll we'll bring it up in a second well don't worry we'll get there um so yeah as we learned last season um sure her mom was a serpent like we are to imply that she truly was a serpent not just a southsider mm-hmm. um and so there is a uh headline from from an old newspaper about how she got arrested and then released on bail which and um it includes a mugshot which i'm pretty sure is just a slightly doctored photo of madchen amick the the actress who plays alice cooper when she was on twin peaks when it first started <laughs> you know Yes, that sounds right to me. Yeah. Um, and so Kev- Kevin's dad, Sheriff Keller, talks with with Betty's mom about how the the hand like the the writing style of the notes don't match up and how it's two different people. Now, Noah, I do want to talk about this for a minute. Uh huh. What do you think that means? Um. I don't. I. I'm not sure because I think it could be just the the um, the cipher was a different mm-hmm. hand style, like a handwriting style. Well, remember they also got the uh, the other part of the cipher letter last week. Did they? Yeah, she gave it to him. That's oh, why they know. Shit. That's why that's why they say Betty's a child lashing out. So here are my two theories. Either 
The Black Hood has an accomplice, which I've mentioned before. I think that the Black... Because definitely 100% Betty is talking to the real Black Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, or Betty's mom wrote the first letter. Oh. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, her or Hal did that. Um, I don't know. So th- those are my two theories right now. I see. Be- I see. Because because Betty's whole sitch right now is very much dealing with the real Black Hood. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, also, the Black Hood knows where Polly is. We do need to stress that. Does the Black Hood know where Grandma Blossom is, though? I don't think anybody knows. I think the Black, Black Hood, Hood is Black just Grandma Blossom. I think the Black Hood is one of Grandma Blossom's um, no, she, familiars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has. She died, and she possessed one of her Horcruxes, and she is the Black Hood. The Black Hood is the Horcrux. It is a cursed magic item. Put it on somebody's face and take over. Nana Blossom is the Black Hood. I will stand by that one. I will die on this hill. Yep. Um. <clears throat> So, Betty's mom chides Betty as she does so often. Then Betty says, "Fuck it, let's post, let's post the the mug shot of my mom. That'll be a that'll be a hoot." Yep. Um, and Archie so she does. Archie has kind of been helping Betty out, like when the the Black Hood calls after the initial like starting conversation. He's usually there. Um, yeah. Which the Black Hood tells Betty she can't tell Jughead or the police or her parents. Doesn't say Archie, but I'm pretty sure that's implied, Betty. Uh, yeah, and that, that does come up later. Um, but she's uh, she decides to make the the ringtone. I don't know if it's like her default ringtone, or if it's one that she assigns to this unknown number. But whenever the bike hood calls, it's a lollipop that plays. Yeah. It's that like, might just you, be her default, because I don't think you can assign a number to an unknown. Yeah. Uh, assign a ringtone to an unknown number. Yeah. But that's such it an is, awful... It is ominous. It's an awful, awful song to make us... It's... Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I call it effective. It, spoo- it spooks me good. It no, gets me, like, No, it, it, it is, but I would immediately change my ringtone if I start getting calls from a mass serial killer. Yeah. I would change it to the Halloween... Four fifths, five fifths, five fourths, whatever the fuck you call yeah, that musical yeah, term. Yeah. Just like, oh my god. Um, so she does, and then she asks if she would recognize the person under the hood, and the hood says, "Yeah." And then her next task is to, because like all of this shit is like really gross and like controlling of a woman's right to like choose who she can and can't be friends Mm. with in like some gross ass male way to like protect her chastity and innocence yeah um it's really yucky um yes it is but the black hood's like yeah veronica is a whore and a criminal so you can't be friends with veronica which explains why she was so weird at veronica's little get-together when everybody was Doing drugs and partying Do, and stuff. Doing jangle jingle. Um, and then, if you haven't pieced the puzzle together yet, unfortunately, uh, the next is the son of the serpent, 
must be excised from her life, which is our dear sweet Jughead. Um, and she is like, we we do need to stress that like, um, Betty is emotionally wrecked for this entire episode. Yes. And uh, the actress's name is Lily Reinhardt? Yes. Um, she fucking brings the heat. Yes, she does. She does. She, an, an she does a tremendous job. job, a tremendous amount of lifting this episode. Um, like I cannot stress how really, 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 really good she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she's like destroyed, and like finally tells Archie that the Black Hood has been continuing to call her, and that she thinks this is working and stopping him from killing people, mm-hmm. and that he she needs him to go and tell Jughead that. She doesn't want to see him anymore for a while, um, but make it in such a way that, like, it's uh, able to be walked back mm-hmm. to, like, undo the breakup. Which and uh, which I don't know how well that worked, considering... Yeah, Archie sort of lost his cool there, huh, Noah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of did. Um, so he goes to, to talk to Jughead, and uh, Sweet Pea and the rest of the serpents show up, and... What a good gang name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they get into an, an argument, and uh, Archie, you know, is like, Betty doesn't want to see you anymore, and now that, you know... It, we it, saw where you were going, you yeah. scum fuck. Like, hey, cool, good job, Archie. You're an asshole, Which, dude. like, I can't... You fucking... I, it's kind of hey, hard dude, to... Archie, your privilege is showing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to tell, but, like, Jughead seems to kind of get that something is going on, like, a little bit, but I don't know if it's just, like, confusion over what's happening or not. What I really would have appreciated is... Because, like, we have established that Archie and Jughead have always really been friends, Mm -hmm. except for, like, a gap year. And, like, maybe in the past they had developed a way to, like, communicate with, like a very subtle, like, finger motion, like, with their hands in their pocket, like, hand in pocket and thumb out, and, like, the thumbs moving side to side. Like, that means, like, something's up. Yeah. Like, something just that simple that Jughead could have seen that the serpents wouldn't have been able to pick up on would have been really cool, but they needed this to be real to Jughead, basically so he could kiss Tony Topaz. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Shit, I used her real name. Damn it. Uh, Esmeralda Emerald. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that happens. And good job, Archie. You sure did shit the bed. Um, did um, you notice that uh, Corey Corundum? Um, who the fuck is that? Tony Oh, Joe. shut up. <laughs> shut uh, the fuck up. Called, it sounded like an actor name. <laughs> called uh, Jughead Juggy earlier in the episode. Did she? Yeah, she called him Juggy, and that was, like, the first, like, ooh, kind of ooh. moment in the episode. Fuck. Um, so, Damn. yeah, so... I did not. Archie breaks up uh, Betty and uh, Jughead. Um, and Betty goes to cry on an abandoned <laughs> yeah. bus bench. She, she, she's just sitting at a bus stop. I think this was after she left. Um, the, the rape thing no this is this happened this is when she gets the call about breaking up um uh jughead and her okay uh but yeah she just sits at like a random bus stop 
on like in the a, middle of nowhere, the middle with a of serial nowhere, killer on the loose, dirt stalking road. you. Like in the middle of the night, there's just like a lamppost and a bench. It's not even like covered or anything like that. It's fucked up. It's really weird. Um, she does get a call uh, after she breaks up with Jughead, where uh, she wants to find out who the Black Hood is. So he's like, "Hey, there's this house, abandoned house on the edge of Fox Forest. Go to there, and you'll you'll find out what you need to know." Yeah. Which again, bad idea, Betty. Yeah, stupid fuck. Okay, so this scene at Fox Forest, abandoned house. I, I am so confused. <laughs> like, she goes into the house. Mm-hmm. There's a box. Mm-hmm. She's on the phone with the masked man, and she opens it, and the mask is in there, and that means it probably has DNA evidence all over it, and so. Yeah, the, the man on the phone tells her to put the mask on so she'll understand, right? And then she does, and then she's like asking him why he's doing it, and she looks in a mirror, and then the reflection is like a very masculine man, and like while the masked man is talking, the reflection's mouth is moving. Is Dark Betty the fucking Black Hood? Oh God, I don't know. I don't think so i think because he tells her to turn around and she looks into the mirror unless it wasn't a mirror at all yeah (laughs) it's like oh this 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 wasn't a mirror because i think the phone was the same phone as betty's in that reflection's hand but i mean like i'm not fucking nuts right like i'm gonna pull this up because i think i might have missed that detail um like i'm not fucking i'm not losing it here noah like you saw a 40-year-old masculine reflection too, right? That's what I'm I'm checking right now because I need to know because I, I thought maybe it was Maybe I'm just, in a fever dream. I might be fucking losing it. So she's putting on the mask. I might be seeing what I want to see. No, no, turn around. Which is dark, Betty. Because um, the mouth moves when the, the fucking Black Hood is talking on the phone and not Betty. She's, she's, um, we're doing a live watch right now. This is This is live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. It's good audio. Um, so, yeah. How's your day been, everybody? Noah's, <sighs> no, Noah's that, looking look, it that up. looks like her. Okay. I might just be seeing what I want to fucking see. I think, see yeah. Then. Because my... So much of our mythos, Noah, which we haven't really done many goofs on this, this year, <laughs> has bled into my fucking perception of, of Riverdale's reality. Because, like... I do think that Betty is possessed by a shape-shifting dark entity that turns her into a 40-year-old man serial killer obsessed with her chastity. Because she's still... She is still a virgin, to our knowledge. Yeah, to our understanding, She yes. did not bone down with Jug, which is fine. You're not any more or any less for having your virginity. It's, but like, it's all social contract anyway. It's all bullshit. Um, it's, it's all horse shit, um, but I do think that maybe there is a dark passenger inside of Betty Cooper that shapeshifts her into a 40-year-old male serial killer. With a gun. <laughs> and she just, like, killing horny teenagers, pedophiles, and also Archie's dad. Because um, he wouldn't let them be together. Or Yeah, like, yeah, he's the one who doesn't want them together. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it doesn't look of like... all the it, parents. They... they she transforms into a 
She doesn't tulpa into a 40-year-old man. It's not how tulpas work. Shut up. Um, <laughs> fucking, so yeah, okay, so hi, everyone. Uh, my accounts are now null and void because I am just seeing what I want to see in Riverdale. I'm but basically writing she, fan When fiction. she looks into the mirror, she does hear, like, the floor creak, and she just, like, freaks out and, and runs out of the house. I swear to God, the mouth was moving. I might... I swear to God, the mouth is moving. If in, like, the end of this arc, I am right, I'm gonna fucking... I'm gonna go ballistic. You mark my goddamn words, podcast. I'm gonna go goddamn bananas. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so she... And then Sabrina has to exercise her. I'm called shot. I'm sticking to it. No, this is my theory now. Fucking watch out. <laughs> what? Is, is it, is yeah. it a demon, or is it, like... A, it is an a, entity. A ghost? It is, or is it, it an is angel? Is it an avenging it is, angel? <laughs> no, no, you fool. It is beyond whatever imaginations humans could provide. It is just an entity. That is the only word that we have in our mortal tongue that can describe it even remotely close to accurately. <laughs> okay, let's let's get to the rest of this episode because we're going <laughs> like <laughs> What rest of this episode? She fucking runs home. She runs home. She's fucking sad. And then she gets called back by the serial killer who's like, I'm going to kill your pregnant sister, you idiot. Because you told Archie. Yeah. Unless. Unless, Noah. Give me a name. That was a good good Christian Bale impression, (laughs) Noah. My my Batman. Seriously, though, this fucking show turned in... Riverdale turned into Scream. I do need to stress that because now it's about dumb teens getting calls from serial killers going into abandoned houses and finding packages left by said serial killers. It is Scream. Yeah. Um, But yeah, give me a name. And so this is also part of why I'm like, I'm super vibing, not even as a joke, on this like Betty is having a schism theory. Um. We hear, like, static a couple of times this episode, Mm -hmm. and then it might just be, like, an effect for us, the viewer. It might be non-diagenic. Yeah. uh, Or it might be a representation of Betty changing her frequency to Dark Betty, uh, because the static plays and everything goes silent, like, mid-sentence for the serial killer, and then she says, Nick St. Clair. Yes. And that's where the episode ends. And I think that static is telling. I think that's important. Okay. Mostly I'm just trying to draw connections (laughs) that could give any credence to my possession theory. Okay. Okay? Okay. I believe you. Okay. I'm sorry I talked so much about my possession theory, Noah. (laughs) It's it's fine. We talked a lot more about (laughs) Nick St. Clair getting beat up, so. Dude, that is someone's fetish. (laughs) I, like... I know it is a fetish. That's not what I am saying. What I am saying is that it is someone on the staff's fetish. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's okay. We're not here to fucking out your fetish, but I want you to know that I know. <laughs> I'm fucking on to you. <laughs> and I'm, I, lo- I love the idea of these women beating the shit out of a rapist. I think that that's just absolutely delightful. I know it's your fetish. The heels gave you away, you, you fucking pervert. Just kidding. It's okay. You can like what you like. That's fine. But I know. <laughs> just know that we know. Yeah, just know that we know and that we're okay with it. Um, if you want to tell us that you know <laughs> that we know, you yeah. can get at us. At Yeah, please. Uh, mysterious, mysterious Riverdale staff member. Why don't you fucking email us privately at... 
<laughs> mapleandblood at gmail.com. Noah, where else can they reach us? They can get us on Twitter at mapleandblood. Um, they can get us on our website, uh, mapleandblood.podbean.com and mapleandblood.wordpress.com. You can find us at facebook.com slash mapleandblood and mapleandblood.tumblr.com. I think that's all of them. Yeah, I think I think you covered it. Um, I've been so itchy today. Like, my left armpit is very itchy. So if there's some scratching noises that I missed during the edit, I apologize. Um, don't know what's happening. Um, th- this was a good episode. Was- also, also a bad episode. I do want to stress that, like, not crazy about those storylines, yeah. even when they pull away at the last second. Yeah. It gave us a funny fetish joke, but at the same time... <laughs> it gave not- us some, pl- some character development on Melody. It, it, yeah, Jesus. I'm fine with these teenagers doing drugs and him being kind of a fucking gigantic creepo. But, like, man, I don't need this shit. Yeah. At least just kill him real quick. Yeah. Just kill good, him. It's like, a good thing he's a guest star. I guess that makes... Yeah. Uh... Open the next episode with him being killed. <laughs> and then definitely dead. If he gets away, I'll be it's, plus. It's, uh... Just opening up on the Sweetwater River, another dead teenager. Oh boy, um, yeah, this one deserved it. Uh, uh, so did Jason Blossom. Yeah, there it is. Called shot. Jason Blossom's probably fucking deserved it. Um, <laughs> so this has been Maple Syrup Blood Money. Yes, it's been it's a good show. Uh, Riverdale's a good show. If you don't watch Riverdale and this is how you get your Riverdale information, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so for maple, I got nothing. So for maple syrup, blood money. I have been your heel fetish host, Kyle Cardi, and I have been your um, teenage girl possessing, possessed by the <laughs> soul of a four-year-old serial killer host, Noah Garden. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.